I say, I say, I say, support my nards. Welcome to season six where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Let me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how every time a streaming service suggests a category to me called something like competition reality TV shows, I feel like a sailor being called to the depths by a siren song. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Sure. Sounds rough. Like, I just finished one about chainsaw carving on Discovery Plus that was really good. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, look, y'all, I love me a good spinoff. I'd insert a witty joke listing a bunch of spinoffs here, but every spinoff is in constant danger of being used for a future DT episode, so I'll forgo it. What I will say is that, boys... The execs called again. <laughs> Hot damn. <laughs> and they've got a pitch for us inspired by a historic and culturally imperative franchise, which recently saw its spinoff series added to Netflix. Luckily, we here at DT exclamation point HQ have worked with the franchise before. So, when the execs asked us to make a Forged in Fire knife or death episode, we just couldn't say no. <laughs> it's such a stupid title. Matt couldn't say no, and we all got drug along. I would like to say right now, this is my new favorite show. No. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's unironically incredible. <laughs> I watched a grown man come onto the show with like a 200 year old sword that broke in half as he was chopping at a block Three of ice. Three times. Right. <laughs> For those unaware, let me fill you in. Fifth Cod is a no. nice sport. <laughs> Try again. You abbreviations are for things that society agrees upon. This is not that. What? You don't like Fifth Cod? I thought that was pretty good. You should stop saying that. Is Fifth Cod like the new Kingdom Hearts coming out? Is that what that is? Fifth Cod over 280 through two days. No, I hate that joke more than anything else. What it really is, is a Knife Sports-centric spin-off of History Channel's Forged in Fire. Now, we talked extensively about knife sports at length in episode 55, Let the Kabaddis Hit the Floor, <laughs> and at length about Forged in Fire in episode 76, Forged in a Ding Dang Hellfire. So, I will not be defining those terms now, but both episodes will be linked in the show notes. As we coast our way into the third month of 2023, we have once again been both smothered and covered by Hollywood's take on comic books. <laughs> I like that. This is oozing with imagery today, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote this a week ago when I had more sparkle in my eye and apparently yeah. more adjectives in mind. We've gotten announcements, trailers, shows, 
and a whole movie in just the first 60 days of the year. So who knows what will come in the next 296? As is tradition, the execs would like us to help them capitalize on this comic cacophony by pitching something from comics to be the titular feature of a new comic-based show or movie. But they're not looking for a character. That's boring and uninteresting. No, my dudes, the execs are requesting that we find them the best bladed weapon from all of comics to be brought to life in the future of comic book culture. So I have gathered experts in both blade sports and comic books, Andrew David Bowie Henderson, Kyle Chelsea Dagger Harper, and Todd Danny Trejo Thomas to this abandoned warehouse filled with scaffolding to determine what is the best blade in books. Let me guess. Let me guess. They're all divorced dads. <laughs> I was so ready to be like, right you're right, Kyle. And it just, I was, you caught me off guard. Is a Trejo a kind of knife? No. Do you know who Danny Trejo is? Ma- ma- yeah. Machete. And a, and a machete is a type of knife. Yeah. I had a really okay. hard time finding a third, a third one with a knife. knife yeah. Yeah. It was, I was going to do like Knives Chow from uh, Scott Pilgrim, but that sort of yeah. gave away mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Divorced dads is better. Well, sorry. That was, there wasn't a wiki for that. <laughs> there There's definitely be. a wiki for divorced dads. <laughs> yeah, there is. All right, fine. Wikipedia. I'm going to look now. Divorce. What if what if Danny dads. Trejo's at the top of it? Danny Trejo presents the divorced dad Wikipedia. Ten famous divorced dads. Number six will blow your mind. <laughs> there is not divorced dads. But there is a page called Deadbeat Dads. Oh. So oh, feels, that seems somehow that feels worse. Danny Trejo has been married and divorced four times and has three children. So you called it. And there I know go. David Bowie is a divorced dad. And I think Chelsea Dagger is fictional. Therefore, I am right. They're all divorced dads. Chelsea Dagger is a song by the Fratellis. I don't know how many times it's been married or how many hmm. children it has. Yeah. Anyway, now, there is no way to truly judge the charisma and the raw power of a blade better than by smashing it into a bunch of shit while industrial metal plays in the background. Scientifically proven to be true, yes. (laughs) Pretty good. And there's no one who knows more about that than WWE's Bill Goldberg. So please allow me (laughs) to welcome to the mic WWE's Bill Goldberg. WWE's Bill Goldberg. I'm man. Let me just say, I'm so glad Holy that you shit. could. Yeah, this is wild. I'm so we glad you were studio. able to join us here. Debate this. Longtime fan of debate this. WWE's Bill Goldberg. Really a pleasure to be here on debate this today. <laughs> it's pretty good. Warriors, we have brought you here to this abandoned warehouse to put both you and your blades through the ultimate test. But before we let you secrete your sweat on this sweet stage, you must first tell us about the construction and backstory of your blades. Then my friend Travis here will use it to cut the rug. Andrew, we'll start with you. Well, uh, WWE's Goldberg, uh, you, you see here, this, this, this here blade is actually the legendary sword Graham, which uh, <laughs> you know was uh, originally wielded by Asgard's first hero, the ever-glorious Sigurd, when he slayed the dragon Fafnir. Well, you see, the legend tells of a time long before Odin was known as the All-Father and simply as Prince Odin, son of Bor. Prince Odin and a traveling companion had slain a giant river otter and claimed its meat and its pelt. 
And then later, the two arrived at an inn, only to discover that giant river otter was none other than Otir, the shapeshifter, and also one of the three sons to the inn's proprietor. And so to make amends, Odin and his traveling companion paid the blood price by hunting the dwarf Andvari, who for whatever reason was also able to shapeshift into a form of a monstrous pike, which is a fish. Guys, Norse mythology is rad. <laughs> yeah. In a way, none other piece of fiction is equally as rad. Okay, so the two then bested Anvari and claimed his hoard of gold, which they then brought back to the inn as amends for murdering Otir. Vanir, the father, was satisfied with the payment, but Otir's brother, Regan, vowed revenge. However, that revenge would quickly be cut short because Otir's other brother, Fafnir, immediately murdered his brother and father and claimed the gold hoard for himself and hid out in a deep cavern. Okay? So time went on, and Fafnir's greed took over, and he slowly became the gluttonous dragon that reflected his own heart. Regan the Vengeful, however, did not die, and instead spent his days plotting both his brother's death and the death of all of Asgard. He forged a sword that could slice through dragon's hide like butter and waited for the day he could find a hero strong enough to wield it. And so, WWE's Bill Goldberg, before long, the then-not-yet-heroic Asgardian Sigurd passed through the inn, okay? Regan told Sigurd that if he used the sword to kill Fafnir, he would be able to keep the sword and the gold, as long as Sigurd returned with Fafnir's heart. Little did Sigurd know, Regan the Vengeful planned on murdering Sigurd in turn upon his return. Unfortunately for Regan, Sigurd did return with Fafnir's heart in tow, but upon roasting and tasting dragon's blood, Sigurd could hear the warning of Regan's treachery from a magpie, that's a bird, sitting on the <laughs> windowsill and killed Regan before he could stab him. Sigurd left with the gold and the sword Graham. And I have here the sword Graham today for you, Travis, and WWE's Bill Goldberg. Andrew, a question for you, for me, Matt, the moderator, not WWE's Bill Goldberg. Sure. If you could, could you just explain to me what trope of fifth cod contestant you are portraying here with your accent? Yeah, I'd love to, Matt. Uh, it's the history buff. It's the history nerd <laughs> yes. who just recently got into Blade Sports by way of a YouTube video. I love it. Andrew, mm -hmm. are you here today kilt or no kilt? I will let that I will let the, the, listeners, <laughs> let the listeners I will let decide. that be the theater of the mind. You decide, <laughs> listeners. Well, that sounds like a pretty righteous backstory for that blade, and I'm sure it'll cut the carpet. Kyle. Thank you, WWE's Bill Goldberg. Kyle, what have you brought for us here today to the, the fifth cod stage? Uh yeah, Goldberg, I I got a <laughs> sword here, uh forged by the god Hephaestus in the fires of Mount Olympus, uh Made it to assassinate titans. Um, it's the, the magical shape-shifting sword god killer is going to be what I use to compete here today. Kyle came as my history teacher. <laughs> god, uh, Hephaestus, uh, I'm, I'm told he, he forged god killer uh, to follow through on a deal he made with a fallen god. And he passed off this, this assassination contract to uh, the assassin Deathstroke and to help him assassinate titans uh gave him this uh shapeshift and sword god killer that uh imbues him with godlike power and uh makes him an ultimate killing machine and i brought it here today because i think it'll do a really good job uh, hacking up hunks of ass and and breaking down boxes 
That really is the impetus of the question here today. It's like which of these which of these excellent swords will you will you destroy a box with? Yeah. Uh Kyle, now that's a pretty cool story, and I, I like that part about Hephaestus and the killing of the Titans, but uh isn't isn't God killer just Christian Bale? Did you just bring Christian Bale to compete today? Oh, uh, that's a different continuity there, uh, Bill. You're mixing up your Marvel and your DC histories here. Uh, this is a DC weapon, not Marvel weapon. Huh. I think, I don't know WWE's Bill Goldberg personally, but I feel like he's one of the people who doesn't understand that like the DC movies and the Marvel movies are in different universes. Now, Bill, the, the DC universe is going to have like your Superman and Batman Wonder Woman and all that. Marvel is going to be like your Tony Starks, your Captain Americas. Do you guys? Hey, I have a show idea. Speaking of yeah, right? Can we have a show where just Kyle explains comics as everybody's dad? Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Back to the bit. Uh, Todd, Todd, it's your turn. What? Uh, tell me about your sweet sword that you're going to compute with to slice these things. I think I was going to do woodshop owner, but I think Kyle kind of nailed that. So I'll go. <laughs> I'll go a different different direction. Uh, greetings and konnichiwa, WWE's <laughs> Bill Goldberg. <laughs> this here is the universe's first symbiote. Known as All Black the Necro Sword. Born using the power of a slain celestial and forged in the fires of its hollowed out head, using its lifeless shell as a living forge of sorts, All Black has served as a catalyst for once more uniting symbioses from across the universe, and it may in fact be the first home forge blade to ever exist. <laughs> and by Home forged, I mean created using cosmic blood of a dead universe builder. And by blade, I mean original symbiote that perhaps predates the stars in the sky above. Symbiote. <laughs> this baby has been honed on celestial blood, the gods of various religions from comics, and the gallon jugs of water for my YouTube channel. You can find that YouTube at all pat the heck of a sword. <laughs> this is specifically like I had. They don't listen to the show. I have cousins that, that own an ATV shop. And like, <laughs> hey, cousin Rod, you're not listening to this. But if you were, this is kind of you. I don't know, Todd. Cousin Rod probably needs uh, a lot of background noise on during the day in his ATV. It's no, true. he doesn't. It's no, true. He, doesn't. he might listen to his favorite cousin Todd's podcast. It's a lot of things cousin Rod needs, and it's not this. <laughs> Formerly favorite cousin Todd's podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't crack the top three of that list. Anyway, I'm going to say symbiotes a real, real lot of time today. You're welcome. Well, I do think it is pretty awesome that you forged your own blade for this competition today. I brought mine between two pieces of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? Okay, all right. All right. My, my homeboy Travis has fondled your weapons and has confirmed to me that it will cut. Now it's time for you to tackle our insane obstacle course where you'll have to chop rope, ice, Meat, metal, time, and the hearts of America to make it on to our final round. 
So tell me how your chosen cosmic weapons will empower you, a soft, squishy nerd, to slice and dice your way through this radical romp with your razor. Andrew, it's your turn. Well, uh, WWE's Bill Goldberg, you see here, this this year's sword, Graham, well, it has a couple of nifty little tricks up its sleeve. For starters, you see if I just real quick slice this down Travis's open palm just like this. <laughs> Not my homeboy, Travis. You, yeah, you'll notice that your homeboy, Travis, will start retching right there on the ground as he is surrounded by what looks like little lightning bolts. Well, WWE's Bill Goldberg, those aren't actually lightning bolts, but rather they are the physical manifestations of Graham's magical power to force anyone touched by its blade to reveal the truth. Oh, and uh, whoops, looks like you were all too worried about rushing to Travis's aid that you didn't actually see me stab myself with Graham to reveal my true form. Oh, God. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> That's right. What's happening? That's right, you sniveling mortals. It is I, Loki, god of mischief. Oh, okay, Sometimes also god of evil and casual blade sports enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to claim mine victory in the dead run, which will almost certainly directly lead to my claiming the throne as Midgard's unquestioned ruler for all eternity or whatever. Now, WWE's Bill Goldberg, while I did not forge this blame thine self, you and your fellow peasants may rejoice to find that it was I who guided the series of events of Graham's creation. For, you see, it was I who traveled back to the past and guided the hand of my would-be adopted father. I murdered Otir in his honor form and then convinced Odin to allow me safe passage to claim Anvari's gold by way of an M20 recoilless rocket launcher to the face. Yes, this all happens in Agent, <laughs> Agent of Asgard. It's incredible. Great. What in the world? <laughs> Thinking he had bested me in his dying breath, Anvari cursed the gold hoard to prevent anyone near it from lying. But in my infinite wisdom, no lie was needed to sow the seeds of malcontent in the hearts of Regan and Fafnir. And before I knew it, Fafnir had slain his brother and father. Over time, the curse of the gold transferred into Fafnir's body and blood. And so it goeth. When he was slain by Sigurd, the cursed blood covered the sword and transferred its magical properties once more. Finally, it was I who appeared in the guise of a simple magpie and warned Sigurd of Regan's betrayal. Once Sigurd left Asgard and the sword behind him, I appeared yet again to Odin upon the day of Bor's death and convinced him to seal away the weapon in a box sealed with five keys scattered across the ten realms so that I could ensure no one else would claim the sword except, of course, mine own future self. <laughs> oh, and whilst I was revealing mine own deception, Travis has been compelled to share with me all of the inner workings of each of your pitiful challenges. He has already explained in great detail how to anchor my lower body to reserve stamina in ice pick and the ideal downward angle with which to attack the plastic bucket in stick and move. <laughs> now, now watch as I execute this challenge with the dexterous finesse of a higher being is Loki. <laughs> wow. Just really something. Thanks. What you did wow. there. Thank you. Man. Okay. All right. I'm just, I... Every once in a while, someone really commits to a bit on this podcast. <laughs> what listeners didn't see is Andrew did an arm flourish oh, when he revealed himself I as Loki. I was doing jazz hands the whole time. <laughs> the jazz hands help him stay in character as Loki. It, it honestly does. Honestly, really does. All right. Well, I, WWE's Bill Goldberg, am a little confused as to how you have come to join us here today, God of Mischief Loki. However, 
I will allow you to compete for I, Bill Goldberg, am a merciful God. Now, Kyle, <laughs> it is your turn. Tell me how you will make it across our radical romp with your razor. Yeah, Bill. Um, so as I said, this is a, a god, a godly sword, um, and it shapeshifts. So um, kind of changes the shape to match the fighting style of the wielder as well as the the challenge that they're going to face. So uh, no matter what part of the course I'm at, I will have the proper weapon in my hands. And that weapon is, as I said before, God killer. He thinks this is a little unfair. <laughs> um, in addition to its uh, shape-shifting ability, though, it also uh, crackles with eldritch power. And that eldritch power guides the hand of its wielder to strike swift and true. Uh, so not only do I plan to dominate the course today with the help of God Killer, I also plan to set the course record as um, all of my strikes are going to one hit every challenge today. And I think I'm just going to fly right through the course. Now, Kyle, you sound like a man with a lot of confidence. And every time I see a man with a lot of confidence take on Lifeline <laughs> at the end of our course, they falter when they get to the fish. So. I need you to tell me what shape your shape-shifting blade will take to slice that cod with its own rod. <laughs> that didn't work out as well. Just go with it. I think that worked out great. Thank you. I loved it. I, it's hard to say that the sword wields me more than I wield the sword sometimes. But if I had to guess, it's going to be like a big old meat cleaver or a broad sword, something with a lot of heft. I can just slice right through that fish with, with the weight of the blade doing most of the work. You sound like a man who is going to make it through that fish, which leads me to believe you will not cut through that fish. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned anything from the four episodes I watched, yep. the man who is a literal butcher did not cut through that fish. And oh. we were talking about it before the recording. WWE's Bill Goldberg lost his shit. <laughs> he sure did. All right, Todd, tell me about your blade. I already forgot the voice. It doesn't matter. It's your cousin it, Rod. It, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we don't talk much. Uh, <laughs> it is unsurprising that All Black has cut through that rolled up yoga mat, Travis. All Black <laughs> exists only due to the shadows that complement the light in the world around us. You see... The early makers of the universe saw the realm that birthed all black and the endless dark vacuum of the void that is, in fact, outer space. They saw it as something of incomplete and needing their design. That right there was their error, though. They laid claim to the dominion of the infinite abyss and they named it space as if it were something that needed filled. You see, the void, it was not lacking of anything except potential. The void was breathing, the abyss has teeth, and it craved blood. <laughs> that right there, Travis, was when All Black was born to strike down those that imprison the shadows because as we all know, light doesn't destroy shadows. Shadows, in fact, can only grow in the presence of light, right? This is Anywho, what happens when Cousin Rod reads Carl Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho... 
That finely crafted blade you see emerging, pulsating, growing from my very human arm is a prime candidate to cut through those spinning strands of meat over there. Its power to imprison the souls of its victims and claim dominion over the symbiotes across the far reaches of the universe, which does include control over a massive flying symbiote dragon, means I'm more than equipped to cut that above average size fish clean in half in the first round with all just a single strike. Mr. Goldberg, dare I say, the nimbleness of this living piece of weaponry will all but certainly be able to cut clean through the sugar cane for the final event, <laughs> easily compensating for my frail flannel covered man arms. <laughs> Your cousin Rod somehow became uh, Daniel Craig's character from Knives Out. It did evolve. <laughs> <with that. laughs> I don't really know how he got there. There's a, a null quote where he talks about like, this grew from the shadows because light creates shadow. And I got really into that for a second, which somehow drove me to, to, to a uh, southern, fancy, southern Georgia accent. Yeah. Fancy linen suit. Fancy wearing. southern chicken lawyer. <laughs> I just see, I am a, a, just a southern chicken lawyer. You see, I might like that better. A fancy southern chicken lawyer is what you have to cut in half in the next round. Can that be an archetype in Knifer Fight? Fancy yeah. southern chicken lawyer. I don't know, season two comes to Netflix the day after this episode releases, so we'll find out. What other things are they going to cut in half? <laughs> All right, you've Bigger done fish. great, competitors. You cut a fish in half. You played Fruit Ninja in real life. You did at least five minutes of hard cardio, but your final and most dangerous challenge still awaits. Warriors, it's time for you to put on either your PR and or marketing cap. The execs have one the more requirement thing. for you, so please allow me to bring my best friend, Matt Cole, back to the mic. All right, dudes, as cool as your <laughs> weapons are, we know Hollywood won't Scene. go for a spinoff of just a weapon. We're going to introduce your blade to its cinematic universe before giving it its own show. So, with that in mind... I need you to explain to me how we can strong arm your weapon into an already announced upcoming superhero project from any studio. Could you imagine if Disney announced like a Mjolnir show for Disney Plus? That'd be pretty wild. Do you not believe that they wouldn't announce a Mjolnir cartoon? I did Baby Groot. I would have definitely believed it four months ago. After Thor Love Baby and Thunder, Groot I believed it. Yeah. and Mjolnir are very different are entities. They? After are yes. they? Four, I don't know that they are, guys. They both yeah. sell a lot of toys. They do both We sell saw a lot Stormbreaker of toys. appear floating in off screen as a jealous ex. That's <laughs> true. I don't know <laughs> that we couldn't see Mjolnir on a fantastic voyage. Yeah, yeah the axe I choose to believe that, that all characterization of Stormbreaker was entirely in Thor's head. And Stormbreaker and Mjolnir both remain mostly non-sentient. I like that canon better than what Tyler <laughs> CD gave us. <laughs> also agreed. Uh, well, WWE's Bill Goldberg's best friend, Matt Cole, what project better suits Graham's glorious purpose better than as a device for revealing schemes and skullduggery? Therefore, I submit that the answer must be as the deus ex machina for the upcoming Secret Invasion series. I can't roll my R's. That would have been a lot better if I could roll my R's. 
no one's paying attention to your R's on this video because you're just, you're just bouncing your shoulders back and forth with every like fourth consonant. Am I not staying in character except for when I broke character? You're but a flouncy man. Just right imagine the, bab <laughs> the babbling masses viewing the babbling masses viewing the exploits of Midgar's second tier Avengers pointing their primitive guns at each other as chaos reigns when all hope is but lost a hero emerges at the 11th hour with the power of unyielding truth at their beck and call that's right you droves of middling simpletons it is I Loki your savior come to free you from the perils of free will and indecision go watch Loki season 2 available now only on Disney plus <laughs> It is not available now on Disney Plus listeners. But I will it to be! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in theory, depending on when you listen to this, it might be on Disney Plus. We don't know. Time is an illusion! <laughs> okay, now we're leaning into it. <laughs> All right, Kyle, go ahead. What, uh, what movie or show or project or whatever... Are that you one had layers, Andrew. <laughs> inserting God Butcher into? Uh, yeah, Matt, so, uh, we all know Jimmy Gunn is, uh, rebooting the DC universe and, uh, <laughs> throwing out all the parts of it that don't work, which is why some incredibly popular projects like Batwoman and, uh, Batman movie starring Michael Keaton, directed by Benji Affleck, uh, were scrapped <laughs> for another Ezra Miller vehicle that, uh, also has Michael Keaton as Batman, uh. But not among those canceled projects is a hero that regularly fats gods in the DC universe. Of course, I am talking about Shazam. We have Shazam Fury uh -oh. of the Gods coming out soon, and uh, from the look of the trailers, he's going to need some help. So uh, when this episode drops, Shazam Fury of the Gods is still going to be a whole 10 days away, which should be plenty of time for some quick reshoots to put... God killer in the hands of old Zachary <laughs> Levi and give the people what they want. Some good old fashioned God slaying. Can we just superimpose <laughs> the sword over Zachary Levi? And it's just, it's just, are the you sword. saying, wait, are you saying like in his hands or instead of Zachary? No, no, Levi? instead of, okay, oh, that's no, better. Not, not just <laughs> yeah, like a Snapchat yeah. filter that, that puts yeah. the sword no, in his no, hand. I want to be clear. It's not, screen. it's not ever in his hand. One of those two things thinks Jordan Peterson has a lot of good thoughts and it's not the God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> wow, I've seen every episode of Forge and Fire Knife or Death more times than I've seen a single trailer for Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Anyway, Todd, Todd, what um what are we putting the Necrosword into? Well, well, you see, I think I'm going Southern Chicken Lawyer now. Uh, <laughs> Your cousin Rod got his ass to the bar. <laughs> cousin Rod Esquire. They are, they are one and the same in my head, and Thanksgiving's going to be very strange for me because of it. Uh, now, you see, you see here. They, I'd say, I'd they say. I say, I say, I litigate you. I'm just a fancy Southern ATV lawyer who cuts ping pong balls in the backyard, friends. Uh, all right, you see, they they already did a little bit with the Necro Sword in Thor four, maybe even a little bit in Thor three, I guess. But Thor four was was the only the only showing, and they only hit all the bad parts of all Black Story. You see, here's the lore there that. 
that Null created this sword. It is the very first symbiote is all black. And and Gore the God Butcher, he didn't even get it until he just found it. He's just lying around, which Null got attacked by golden gods and he died for a little bit. And then Gore found the sword and then he gave the sword back later. It's weird. There is time travel. <laughs> multiple Thors from multiple different timelines joined together with the power of friendship. Not important. Comics are silly. Comics, Comics are silly. But also really good sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> also really good sometimes. You see, there there are a couple options of movies that we know to be coming up that, that could be good options for All Black, the Necro Sword, to show up. I'm going to list three and only talk about one for obvious reasons. You see, the first two movies that it could be that we know are surely to come, Venom 3 and Spider-Man 4. Now, I feel like... If we go into All Black, the Necro Sword, and one of those two, we're jumping the shark. <laughs> Maybe we don't do the God of All Symbiotes in those movies. Seems a little too much. Now, Eternals 2. Oh, God. I think we can save that movie with the Goopy Sword. <laughs> what we got is, is a lot of great plots with some not-so-great movies, and, and I, I guarantee we could talk about Eternals 2 with All Black, the Necro Sword. You see... All Black was birthed from the void when Celestial showed up in a space within the universe where Null was just floating around, just floating out there. And then the Celestial showed up and they're like, we're here to build planets. And Null was like, no. And he killed one and he hollowed out its head and he made a <laughs> symbiote knife inside the thing's head. Anyway, what I'm here to say is that what better way to make a movie that may not be good, good, then to add a goopy sword. We're just going to make a goopy sword in Eternals 2, and it'll, it'll probably have a bad name, and it won't be great, but it'll have important plot points. But hey, we're going to get a goopy sword. And isn't that what we all want? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get one more goopy sword, clean? I, what we got here is a real goopy sword. <laughs> Perfect. I find if you put the emphasis in different parts of the word, yeah. it's, a, it's a new adventure every yeah. time. G-O-O-P-E-H. <laughs> a real, real goopasaur. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you, you, done, you done did it. You made it through the whole thing. You got up to the top. You cut that final piece of sugar cane. Five, six, seven, maybe eight minutes showed up on the screen in front of you and everybody clapped. That math is imaginary and no one understands. <laughs> I disagree with my four penalties. <laughs> <laughs> the weight didn't touch the ground before you crossed the line. God damn it, WWE's Bill Goldberg. <laughs> you see, you see, you cut the water when it was swinging back the other way and it didn't extinguish the little bit of candle. I invented Fruit Ninja. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to make sure that our pitch is fully fleshed out, and to do so, I have a super secret bonus question. So, we're doing some early work on merchandising, and we need to know how we can toyify your weapon while still translating its epic powers in a safe and child-friendly way so that we can make sure we do not only get butts in seats, we get toys in hands, which puts money in wallets. We will take your pitches for toys right after this. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty. 
a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. All right, welcome back. We are here to hear your final pitches. I said here kind of close together, but it was an E-R-E and an E-A-R. They're homonyms. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're good. Yeah. Anyway, both myself and WWE's Bill Goldberg are very excited to hear about how you are going to translate the epic and awesome power of your chosen bladed weapon into a toy for children. Andrew. We'll start with you. Yeah, hey, it's me. I'm Andrew. I'm going to speak on behalf of Loki over here who's who went to go get a drink of water. So here's the deal. It's 2023. We have technology now, right? We don't we don't need to rely on the magics of the old world. We don't need to rely on the powers of gods. So, I propose that we do something totally normal and scientific and Jurassic Park backwards DNA Fafnir's skeletal remains and then synthesize that DNA into an oil coating that will go on every toy gram sword. Now, wait, you might be thinking, why would we do that? That's wild. Well, because a toy sword is a toy sword, but a toy sword that can force your friends to always tell the truth. Now that, (laughs) that is a gift worth giving. So the way that this is going to work is now we obviously we want to be safe. We don't want kids to stab each other, right? I think we can all agree on that. The oil coating, once it comes in contact with the skin, much like a poison ivy will just immediately be absorbed into the bloodstream and will essentially grant the same effect as being stabbed by the actual Graham in that like you are unable to tell a lie. And uh, what parent doesn't want their children to be forced into telling the truth all the time? Because there's absolutely no bad repercussions that come from that anyway that is i see the rest of my time can i jim carrey made a whole movie about the bad repercussions (laughs) of that yeah 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 uh todd here yeah Uh, check it in just to make sure we're gonna coat things with poison and stab people with them sorry sorry was that loki was that Loki? (laughs) it's not poison (laughs) it's not not poison oh it's so weird just to prepare for Ant-Man 3 Fast, 3 Furious, I watched Ant-Man <laughs> 2 Tokyo Drift, and I know what I did there, and I don't apologize, mm-hmm. and th- there's a whole bit about truth serum over and over and over again. It's not truth serum. I feel like, <laughs> right. I feel like you manufactured a truth serum that we're going to sell at Target. I mean, I did not. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, Kyle, talk to me about the toy version of the God Killer. Yeah, Matt, I don't know much about merchandising or, or children's toys, but... Uh, <laughs> I do know when I got my kids for the weekend, uh, they really like playing with them, uh, them their Transformer toys. And uh, since one of God Killer's main features is its shape-shifting abilities, um, I think there we got something there, like a, a toy sword that you fold into a different shape and it's a different kind of sword, and then you fold it again and, and it's a third kind of sword. And then, and then maybe the different kinds of swords. <laughs> I don't know. One's got, you got a dual, 
like a dual wielded like sword like that guy from the star wars and then you you know another one is like more of a big long sword like highlander has and then uh then maybe you 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 get you you like take it apart and you get two two smaller ninja swords uh i don't know uh, i want to live in this moment where kyle continues to describe swords and just get another another two to three minutes of this yeah and then one of them then you, you fold it up again and it turns into one of them big long like uh arabian scimitars and then uh yeah you, you, you fold it a little more and and it becomes a tiny little dagger that they can like they can like sneak around and go like ah get their get their brother or sister with it. Uh, kids kids love that kind of stuff. I think you you throw you put some buttons on there that make it light up and make some noise. And uh, I think you got a great a great uh, toy for the holiday season. Uh, everyone to love. Okay, and Todd, round us out. <laughs> tell me tell me about your toy. Well, you 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 see you see what we got here. Is, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Todd's been four it. different people. He's <laughs> fully a cartoon character. Well, you see, Mr. Bill Goldberg of WWE fame, who's on this Netflix show. I took a couple ideas that I know the kids are gonna like. Kids love Hulk hands. That's gonna be an important building block to what I'm doing here. Kids also love Nerf things, similar to Hulk hands, but I think you see where we're going. Nerf style hulk hand but it's the size of a surfboard you see so we're gonna it's gonna be real big real big nerf kind of style hulk hand but here's the thing the material it's gonna make because i mentioned this is a real goopa sword and the the material that, that goes into it is halfway between nerf material and halfway between those sticky slap hands you get out of the quarter machines, we got a big floppy goopy surfboard that just attaches to your hand and you just slap it around. And I think the kids are going to like it. And that's about it. Only kids are going to like this. Parents will, in fact, hate this. Um, you will want to play with it outside, I guess, unless you do not value the property within your home. It's a big goopy surfboard slap hand and it goes around your arm. Well, okay. Those are Is this what you wanted, Matt? Is this, this is what you wanted today? I don't ever. I gave up trying to figure out what I wanted from this podcast five seasons ago. Yeah, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. All right, let's round this out. I'm going to bring back WWE's Bill Goldberg to hear your closing statement. So here he is. Go ahead whenever you're ready. Well, WWE's Bill Goldberg, we've had a lot of fun today. We sure have. (laughs) We've seen some men get stabbed. We've seen um, a lot of other just really incomprehensible things. Less fish get cut in half than you'd expect. Less fish getting cut in half, yeah. More yoga mats, less fish. Now, Bill Goldberg, Graham might not be as big or as powerful or as world-ending as some of the other weapons my fellow challengers have brought today. But I promise you that Graham does two things very, very well. One, it will hack the absolute shit out of a 60-pound albacore tuna. And two, it will reverse the damage done when Red Skull arrives in your made-up Eastern European kingdom to embed the citizens with concentrated hate telepathy that's sourced from the collective unconsciousnesses of Charles Xavier and Magneto by stabbing a large sonic emitter created by Reed and Sue Richard's daughter from another universe. Those are the two things that Graham will do. Well, Andrew, I have to say, you really put that in terms I can understand, and I appreciate that. Kyle, Kyle, give me your closing <laughs> statement. Uh, yeah, Bill, uh, 
there's not much more to say. I'm like I said, I set the course record here today. Every one of my every one of my strikes hit strong and true due to the uh, enhancing ability of God Killer. Um, on top of that, it's a shape shifting sword, so it really can be whatever type of blade you like. Um, I don't think there's really a question of what what's best here, because uh, it, it's a sword that's all swords. I, I can't do much better than that. <laughs> I hear they call those a real Metal Dracula situation. It sounds like a real Metal metal Dracula kind of sword to me. I, I don't know anything about no Metal <laughs> Draculas, but uh, I'll it's tell a you. simple chicken lawyer. I'll tell you, Bill, <laughs> that... Metal Dracula does sound pretty cool. Uh, I might go try and catch that movie after I watch that there cocaine bear. Uh, that sounds pretty fun as well. <laughs> All right, Todd, round us out. What's your closing statement for me? WWE's Bill Goldberg. Well, you see, WWE's Mr. Bill Goldberg, from the endless depths of space, I bring you this here Goopa sword made a symbiote that does what matters most to us home forgers. One, it controls a dragon made out of symbiotes. And two, most importantly, it can cut through a bucket of sand in no less than three strikes. And I think that's what we came here to do today. And I saw that weight hit the ground after All Black struck through it. And I waited to cross the line until the weight had fully touched the ground. A lot of people missed that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is all that we could afford WWE's Bill Goldberg for. So he is already back in his trailer. I will be concluding this episode with you guys here today, which means I have a long conversation to have with the execs about what direction we are going to go as far as blades in future comic properties go. So while we are making those decisions, why don't you give each other some good vibes? Yeah, I mean, this was incredible. This, this was <laughs> just a just a real, real good, stupid time. Kyle, somebody had to come with the the thing that can be all of the things. <laughs> and frankly, I'm just glad it wasn't Todd for once. I came real close. You you, you, you did come you real did close. Did bring a goopy sword. But yeah, I loved I loved your I loved your caricature. Um, I loved that uh, we both brought different types of mythology that was that was definitely like dumbed <laughs> down by a comic property because that's always the best kind of story. Um, Todd, uh, all black the necro sword. You called that shot very early. It's a it's a good it's a good lore. It's a good weapon. You did it. You did it well. And I'm sorry to Cousin Rod for today's episode. <laughs> hey, we can do a lot of things, and we probably need to apologize for a lot of things over the five years of the show. We yeah. don't ever need to apologize to my Cousin Rod. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'd also like to start out by apologizing to Todd's Cousin Rod. I'm um, sorry for what we did to your character here today. Um, Andrew, yeah, um, you brought a sword, I think, is also like a real myth of the mythological uh, sword it is. It, and then it, it got does come from in, norse mythology yeah. yeah and then got turned into a, a dumb comic book sword as well which yeah. is also very cool i'm glad you did that and then yeah todd you brought another version of the sword i brought which is the sword <laughs> right. that can be all swords um and also <laughs> yours is made by like an eldritch king and and all these awesome other cool things so uh very good you know for Doing this podcast as long as we've done, we've talked so little about Venom and symbiotes, and so was thrilled that I was given the opportunity to do that today. <laughs> Andrew, what you did was a theater presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I I only called out your your wild hands and bouncing shoulders because I really wanted the audience to be emerged mm-hmm. or immersed in this with us today. 
I feel like some of what you talked about probably tie back to like the Warriors three felt like it had mm-hmm. that energy. Um, I don't know who didn't you say Sigurd? Yeah, it's point? uh, yeah, I don't know a lot of the Marvel canon, but basically the the story revolves around. So Sigurd is like the first is a is a Norse mythology character, but is also like mm-hmm. considered to be like Asgard's first hero. Oh, cool. So Sigurd wields the blade Graham. But in Loki at Agent of Asgard, there's this whole thing where like it's revealed that Loki went back in time by walking outside of a panel. Sure. Future Loki. We talked about this during the Loki show, but like future Loki that comes back as King Loki went back in time to basically like machinate the series of events that would lead to Graham ending up in Sigurd's hands and then convincing Odin to seal it in a box that like no one would ever know to look for. Uh, so that he could then later get it. It's just, it's so stupid and great. The way that comics take an existing storyline <laughs> yeah. and then a decade later, like, yeah. oh shit, you know what? Let's just fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually really, really like that. And so that's very, very fun. It's incredible. Kyle, your introduction. Uh, so again, I was thinking about going shop teacher, forged in fire guy, and you, you nailed it by talking about... Th- th- Explaining the god Hephaestus and, and Mount Olympus. <laughs> it was like a shop teacher combined with like the teacher that had to teach Norse mythology, like just had to teach Greek mythology that year and was just reading it out of the book. One of my favorite kinds of characters, both like to see and to do, is someone that talks like an idiot, like talks like a cartoon character, but has like <laughs> average to above average, like intel like is a normal person you would Mm -hmm. encounter but just like has this kind of cartoon voice that like you can't take seriously like we had a we had a teacher in high school that he taught (laughs) history and government and did fine but he was also contractually (laughs) obligated to teach psych and soch which he was not fine and so like what you did today like again a a good man but just like (laughs) reading out of the book that he learned the day before he taught us about it um, and I, I can really just appreciate that. And this is, you know, shout out to Matt for making us do another Forged in Fire episode. Excellent. This show is the stupidest, dumbest show you could ever just turn on and shut your brain off for. It's the perfect, like, I need something to watch while eating dinner. It's exclusively for people who, like, don't have a streaming service yet. That is, <laughs> that is who this show is for. It is it is for people to show up with their finely crafted blades. Some of them are like, I bought it. Yeah. And they're like, they're mm. like oh, what's the story with this blade? Bought it? And you're like, oh, oh okay. And then. Yeah, it's so wild because like the original Forged in Fire is on History Channel and it is not a historical show. But they try right. to like play that up by being like, well, this sword was used in the blanket blanket war or whatever. Not and here. Then, They're not even pretending yeah, this anymore. Is like, yeah. nah, fuck it. We're just going to hit. Stuff. We're just going to hit ropes. After 10 o'clock, we don't have to pretend to do history yeah. anymore. So. <laughs> I mean, we made the joke a couple times, but the funniest thing in the show is just the number of people that can't cut through that fish. That fish, fish, man. It's hard. They have to hack through a block of ice that has a tube of paint in it. And after that, it's game over. They just can't cut through that Top fish. Top 10 anime villains. That fish. <laughs> that fortune <laughs> fire night for death. And then, wait, sorry. I'll pass it back to you in a second, Matt. And then they cut through the fish and they cut through the sheet of meat. 
<laughs> then, I'm sorry, Michi. Todd. Are you referring to the curtain call? The curtain call, yeah. <laughs> and then I think they have to cut through the the sheet of metal that round too. Yeah, but yeah. then they have to just like slam their blade into a big stump. It's <laughs> just there, yeah. and you you know that they tell them to like pause when they stab the sword into the stump because they all pause in like that oh and they look like idiots as the camera pans around the stump that is like staged like it's the right the fucking like iron throne from game of thrones but it's yeah. just a, a hunk of wood like, they built this warehouse around that stump <laughs> well it's it's yggdrasil the life tree right. that stump is on bar cart wheels like you can tell they like just have to lock the wheels and like all right stumps stumps in place Bring in WWE's Bill Goldberg. Oh, yeah. That stump goes back in a warehouse after the <laughs> 72 hours of shooting that they do straight oh. for the show. Anyway, suffice to say, this is all very, very good. Everyone everyone did great with, with the knives they found and brought today that may or may not be cursed. All right. Well, it is time for me to report my decision uh, that I have made alongside the execs and a last-minute call to WWE's Bill Goldberg and I do have some bad news. That bad news is that one of you was not able to cut the fish in half. And unfortunately, that person was Kyle. Kyle, you did not make it past Lifeline, and you are not going to be able <laughs> to be considered for the final winner. And I'll tell you, the reason you didn't make it past the fish, you were too confident about making it past the fish. Yes, that is, that's exactly what it is. I don't trust your science or logic. Um, I did cut through the fish and set the course record. Me thinks a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> and that brings me down to Andrew and Todd. So the Necro Sword and Graham. And I really liked both of your answers. I really liked a Southern chicken lawyer saying Goopy Sword. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> but what about Todd's cousin Rod? Yeah, he, he, he also he who he was sword. at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Todd's cousin Rod sounds so made up, man. <laughs> Listen, my me and my characters have grown as a person over the last 50 minutes. Anyway, that leaves me uh Todd's cousin Rod and Andrew. And I gotta say. The mental image of Loki, God of Mischief, running dead run <laughs> was too good for me to let go of. And so I'm going to give this victory to Andrew and Graham of, of Norse fame. Brilliant or victory. Andrew, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for that. My cousin Rod's going to have something to say about this. What a win. I am so sweaty. I'm very sweaty. <laughs> Much like all these people that did five minutes of yeah, you're just exactly. you're just inappropriate character mm -hmm. for this episode. I feel like I walked hastily up those one those one little thing of stairs. Was it five minutes of cardio or two minutes of cardio and fifty six penalties? The world will never know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to debate this. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Hey, if you haven't heard, we have a Patreon. We talk about it a lot. Hope you heard by now, but if you haven't, here's your first time. Patreon.com slash debatethiscast. We are about to wrap up the Adventures of the Office drones. We've got a few episodes left after the one that came out last week, and then we will be moving on to our brand new 
Patreon show, which has yet to be decided. So, but as but. as of this recording, yes, as of when this episode comes out, there will be a poll up on our Patreon page. So anyone who is on our Patreon may remember we did the Summer O Pilots last year. Hey, now's a great time if you're interested in in having access to our premium feed. Now's a great time to join because right now, if you join today, you will get access to that poll to vote on which of the four of those four pilots will be our next premium feed series, which we expect to be running sometimes in summer, sometime in summer, maybe definitely this year. So yeah, patreon.com slash debate this cast. You will get immediate access to that. And also a massive uh, supercut of the uh, pilots that we did. Also fun things coming up. We are going to be doing our first ever live show, which is really exciting. Um, We're going to be at the Midwest gaming classic con that is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin from March 31st to April 2nd. So a month away, basically at this point. Um, so anyone in in that inner that general vicinity, come on out. Um, it should be a really fun show. We've never been to the show before, but it's apparently a really good one. Um, it's a pretty big one. We're really excited. We're not able to go to Portland this year, so this is kind of where we're doing this one, just trying out trying out a couple of other cons. Uh, and then we're going to be doing a live DT episode uh, on the side stage at 7 p.m. on Saturday. That I believe that is Saturday the the first. So yeah, uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, April 1st, 5.30, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee. Yeah, if you're looking for more details on that, you can head to our social media, because this is me saying in the present when we're recording that in the future I'll have posted about it by then on our social media. So follow us on social media at DebateThisCast. And I think that wraps it up for us for housekeeping. So until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew, Southern Fried Poultry Litigation, Henderson. I'm Kyle, No Gods, No Masters, Harper. And I'm Todd, The Many Divorces of Danny Trejo is a future episode title, Thomas. (laughs) And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.